Welcome back to Immortal X-Friends. Whether you are homo sapien, homo superior, or post-human, we are so glad that you are tuning in with us. I told you this was a great introduction. That was a really good intro. I think that... That might be our our only Mm sign-on now. You just Uh, want all privileges. My name is Riley. I'm Cody. Uh, Today we have a short episode for you. Um, I just sprang this idea on Cody a few minutes ago. Uh, We're going to talk really quickly about our top five standout moments from the Krakoa era of X-Men. I think it's really good that you uh, sprung this on me so last minute. Otherwise, I would have been through my box mm-hmm. of, of the past two years for, for a day going through and, and being really tempted to reread everything. I think it'll be really fun to just like what five things just like pop out of yeah, into your brain. I think so too. Cause there's a lot. There's we so we have read so many comics mm-hmm. over, over the past few, few years of, of this whole era. And it's been super fun. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm excited to see what you say and, and see where we line up. Yeah. And we did, agree to do this particular topic with the stipulation that Cody couldn't choose five moments all from House of X, Powers of Ten. Or just from so Bateman's run. Hopefully yeah. they will be a little bit diverse in their choices, I'm sure. So, some guidelines for how we're choosing this. Uh, House of X, Powers of Ten is the beginning. Inferno's our end. Right. Yeah. Of our first era. Mm-hmm. So that that is that is what we're addressing right now, like the first era of, of Krakoa. Yeah. So I just want to do what we did last time where we go. Yeah, back and forth. Right, back and Let's forth. do it. Uh, so I'll get us started. Are uh, these in order? These uh, like are descending? Or these, these are, are just not your top five in bits? timeline order. These are. Are they five. in your ranking order? No, okay. they're not. These cool. are not ranked in any way for me. These are okay. just like when I think about my favorite moments that had me just like clapping yeah. at the book. These are the five things that pop out. I'm, my I'm first. so excited to hear what you say. Um, some of these choices might be a little bit interesting. I, I, I kind of feel that way too. Um, we also have some honorable mentions. I think that's the only way we could get away with this. Yeah. So. so my first moment, I should say that I just finished rereading this about a week ago. Um, my first moment is from the final issue of Ten of Swords. Um, to me. The, the to me, my X-Men moment that Jean Grey calls out as she rushes in to save the day with the entire population of Krakoa. That moment for me is super earned. It, I didn't know what Ten of Swords was going to be while reading it. It was so weird, different it's and weird. weird. It's different. It's, it's, it is so I think you and I have a very special fondness for that event, but it's it is all over the place. I I'm excited to break that down more in the future. I certainly understand some criticism at how much it's different from what yeah. you think it's gonna be, but for me, when I hit the last issue and saw them rush in and just not only the art, but just the build up to this moment. You have the moment where, you know, the X-Men are its heroes in the Quiet Council Chamber and it leads to the entire Krakoan population yeah. rushing in. So, it's so fun. So, Riley, that, that, is my, that is my top moment. So, the countdown's over. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh. No, I'm kidding. But uh, my, my top moment that I put is right before... I love that moment. That panel is where I was like... I'm pretty sure it was on the couch and... 
Leslie, my wife, looked over at me and was like, why are you crying? And I was just, I was so excited for that page. But the one that really, like, broke me for that was Cyclops and Jean in the Quiet Council pages Mm -hmm. uh, telling, and Scott telling Charles, I'm doing this because that's how I was raised. Yes. While they are sitting there playing politics. Mm -hmm. And Scott and Jean are like, we're doing the right thing. We're going to save our friends and yeah. we're going to be superheroes. And that was when it is, it is justified like my decades of Cyclops love yeah. in that one moment. Uh, that is, that is one of my yeah. favorite that moments whole as well. scene so is right just, that whole scene's just pounded into my brain. Like, you know, are you ready? I'm, I've been waiting for you. <sighs> and then you, as I'm... they walk away, Magneto of all people saying, good boy, as Xavier <sighs> smiles. Sick. While that happens, and then it's going to be unbeaten, changes sides ah. at that moment. Like, it's just, it is it is so good. I remember when the first issue of Ten of Swords <laughs> came out, and you were not reading the books yet. And you were like, okay, how was it? Like, was it everything you wanted? And I remember telling him, like, this is, this is my... Infinity War, mm-hmm. or like this feels as epic as like Return of the King starting, <coughs> and sure. yeah, and so that that payoff for me is so there. So right on. Okay, um, back to me. Yeah, or, I think that back was to you. Yeah, that, that was, was kind first, of both of yeah. ours, but yeah, that was mine. That was mine too. So I, I have a feeling strong. that some of these might overlap yeah. very closely. Uh, to me, uh, my second choice is is another moment that's really special, and that comes from uh, I think it's House of X issue. Four, maybe um, the exchange between Nightcrawler and Wolverine. So I have that on my list as well. I I did not frame it as eloquently. I just put Hawks Pox, the X Men die mm-hmm. like that. That was <laughs> that was one of my. That was when I knew I was like, this is amazing. This is my favorite thing that I'm reading, and and one of I I was so excited that it was a weekly book at that point. So for me, I'm reading Hawks Pox. I've had months of you talking about it and dude you have to read this seriously it's like it's like my desert island book yeah i i will take this onto a deserted island with me and so i start reading it and it's really fun i'm enjoying it you the more stuff is cool you had read new x-men and astonishing and and second coming you read a lot yeah i read like, through the whole yeah. decimation event uh-huh. all through avx so the um, fact that i was like not throwing new X-Men on the fire to read Pox Pox, but kind of at that point. Yeah, and I remember, you know, the Moira stuff is amazing. Whoa, okay, this is really special. I really like this. And then reading, you know, flipping the page over and seeing, you know, when you awake from your earthly slumber, I will be waiting with you radiant with open arms. I remember reading that dialogue and having everything just click into place of why this particular trade paperback is the next one I needed to buy. Yeah. It, that particular moment just is so special. Those two characters just showing the love they have for each other. So great. I love that moment. I open up my trade paperback to read that page. I have, I have read that section so many times and just, I know we just talked about like the lead up and how the the ten of swords of the X Men reveal with all that, but to me it's that same sequence where mm-hmm. it's it's the jet blowing up, it's mm-hmm. it's Cyclops dying, it's Mystique dying, it's and it's Jean yelling out in the water yeah. while the cuckoos and Storm are like 
like just the, the build up to everything and yeah. then Wolverine Nightcrawler getting the job done but just as Nightcrawler literally gets incinerated instantly yeah. and the Wolverine completely loses all of his skin it's, and everything it's, just, it's, it's so good it is it is yeah that is a highlight for so me good. as well um, so I guess back to you again because you keep matching <laughs> right. up I just I was the lucky one that yeah. got to go first uh, so I'm going to jump ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead pretty far now. I'm going to go all the way to Inferno 4. Um, <laughs> go ahead. And I can tell by your laugh yeah. that this is going to be another good moment. Um, the battle between Xavier, Magneto, Nimrod, and Omega Sentinel. I just... The, the art and just the intensity in which they're having this battle. And you know that it, it's not the final showdown between no. these characters. It's, you know, but I think it has magnitude, but it's not like the end battle scene before everything wraps up with a bow. But I think knowing that it was, this is, this is on my list as well. I, I also put, I titled it the mutants always win mm. and just the whole buildup of Omega Sentinel revealing who she is, where she's from, why she's pissed and then battling mm-hmm. was so awesome uh, Riley and I read this in in my car. Yeah, we sat in the parking lot. We both met up. I was on winter break. Riley left work to on a break, on a, <laughs> on a, break, on a legal yes. lunch break, and we met and we we read this in the car and just fifteen minutes after the the comic shop opened, like like day of, sat there and read it and just like sat with it in that moment for both of us. We were just mm-hmm. loving it, but I think. Like you said, obviously it's comics, so we know this is not the final battle, but it was the end of Hickman. Mm-hmm. And I think that also made it like, it, it felt like a swan song. It felt yeah. like him going out, and it went out in a way where it's like, if this is the end, this is worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that, is, that is up there that for battle. me too. The art is incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Seeing Xavier at his, you know, for being so composed yeah. all the time and having the helmet on, you don't see a whole lot of expression from Xavier. And the the moment where he screams out, where is Moira? And he rips apart Nimrod with his, you know, just emotion is just... It is such, so it is such a visceral page. I it, love I, it. I love that issue. The whole battle, so fun, so much. Yeah, you you may be able to tell, dear listener, that we really like the Inferno issues. We really like, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, am I? I think uh, you're up again. You're again? up again. I, I'm uh, guessing this is where we might start to differ. Yeah, I think so. Um, and once again, listener, we did not coordinate these we before not. we uh, before we started this. Uh, my my next choice is it's kind of a different one. Um, Way of X issue five, uh, Nightcrawler transporting Phobos away from yeah. the planet, um, not allowing it to crash. Um, I remember feeling like it was a really cool culmination of Nightcrawler kind of going through these issues of like I have this these feelings about all these mutants wanting to die for like this TikTok trend kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and, and feeling like Nightcrawler was kind of lost and trying to find his way, these five issues, and then coming to the place where he's like, I can do this, you know, and he's given like the power boost and everything, but then just like having that moment where he transports Phobos away from the planet 
and then you kind of see his like broken body as the cam you know the camera as the panels yeah. pull away from the success that he's done and he ultimately dies on the moon but in victory rather than like you know this crushing lost feeling that he's had the prior issues super cool and it was such a cathartic issue too because the whole point has been him trying to find out this purpose mm-hmm. of this religion of what it's going to be and and knowing it yeah. in that moment yeah and and realizing the empathy that mm-hmm. means have for each other the ability to help each other move on and understand life as a gift was was it was it was really cool i really yeah. enjoyed that moment as well mm-hmm. and I think because it, by that point it was announced that Inferno was coming, that Onslaught Revelation was coming, I definitely felt the fear of like, they could actually, they could have just put everyone on Mars to blow it up right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, the danger felt real, which is not always there in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing like, well, everything that I was excited about could go up in a flame was, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, I have an issue that's around the same time as this. Uh, it's a few issues before. It's not uh, Way of X, but it is Hellions. And it is the Hellions at the Hellfire Gala. And that is that is the loudest that I have openly laughed at a mm-hmm. comic probably ever. Um, whether that is between uh, Nanny just getting absolutely hammered and an attacking sinister or nightcrawler being absolutely hammered there is there is some very fun drunken revelry going on Mm -hmm. at this place that this team is definitely not supposed to be at but still one just making psylocke a, a, a total babe and the relationship that it's been building with her and Grey mm-hmm. Crow at that point and her and Alex deciding if they want to be part of the team or not. Like just there was so much going on and it was it was Hellions at its best. Yeah. All of Hellions is pretty much Hellions at its best. Oh, yeah. But like Hellions is great. But this showing what this team was to each other mm-hmm. um while still being just so funny. Uh, is is a highlight that sticks out yeah. to me quite a bit. I definitely agree. I think the moment where Nanny comes after Sinister is probably the hardest that I've laughed in any of these books. I just that is gold. Um, oh man! While we're talking about the Hellfire Gala, my next my next one is it, it's kind of like a cop out, but just uh, the entire planet size <laughs> yeah. issue. Um, I remember reading that like. I knew that the Hellfire Gala was going to be building towards yeah. something. You know, as, you know, I read Ten of Swords, you know, every issue has, you know, Ten of Swords issue one or whatever. And knowing that they, we kind of have another one of these patterns, all these Hellfire issues are kind of, you know, being pieced together, leading to something. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I, d- I didn't have any kind of guess or theory as to what, what it was going to be. be. Yeah. And so... You know, the opening pages of, you know, Captain America and Scott talking like, you know, it's going to be something to see or whatever, you know, stay and watch the fireworks, whatever. And then you have these moments where these Omega mutants, you know, Magneto and Iceman are the ones that pop out to my mind that, you know, Iceman just casually like, hello from Mars, you know, peace (laughs) signs up in the air. And then he puts an entire 
ice layer on the planet just being very odd by what they were going to do in that issue. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. So just the, I remember reading that issue and just feeling a lot of awe that that's what they were going to do. I am. I'm so glad to hear that. And I don't, I think you were so nearing the end of like the reading order yeah. that I had given you at that point that we kind of like, we talked about it briefly, but glossed over it for like, hey, now you can read Inferno, right. which I was excited about. But being the problem with reading these books weekly for two years has been being a part of the conversation and listening and like people theorizing for months like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they're going to colonize Mars. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Planet Size X-Men. And being like, yeah. so not being as still really enjoying the issue in the moment, but realizing like oh this is where it's going cool right um for me what really stands out them colonizing mars was expected Mm -hmm. what was not expected and for me what put it all the way over the top was that they moved to rocco to it yeah that Mm -hmm. was when them just making like i think everyone on no one no one predicted that part yeah. Everyone had predicted the like, oh yeah, like Krakoa, like they're just going to have a planet. There's going to be gateways to Mars. Mm-hmm. That that was going to be Arako. Right. That that was some big, that was where I think you saw the success of the X office. Right. Mm-hmm. With, with Hickman passing the torch to Duggan, mm-hmm. letting him do that. And it doesn't, it doesn't read like a Duggan issue. And I mean that in all due respect to him, like I feel like Planet Size X-Men reads like, Hickman. It mm-hmm. reads like something that he wrote for yeah. an Illuminati issue of Avengers right. or, or of some sort. It's it's a huge issue yeah. in terms of scope. Mm-hmm. It's so huge. And yeah, there's so many fun moments in that. To say nothing of the fact that a character literally gives birth to a space station. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Speaking of that space station, mm-hmm. uh, my... my uh, segways or, or, uh, we're all about segways mm-hmm. here on Immortal X Friends um, the first issue of S.W.O.R.D. where they form a mutant circuit utilizing Manifold mm-hmm. and grab the Mysterium from nothing mm-hmm. in the void of cosmic space is the type of high science fiction that I just absolutely eat up. Mm-hmm. And the page where they are piercing through the white hot room and there are words flying around about all sorts of different cosmic concepts. And that issue ends with a quote from Dr. Doom, mm-hmm. essentially saying like, even when I tried to play God, I at least wore gloves. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool. This is, this is everything that I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so exciting. And that to me, that was the issue where, especially after post 10 of swords, I did not, I had hopes for where it was going. Right. But seeing this, I was like, yeah, well, damn it. I am buying these every week still. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I want to know what's happening. And, yeah. um, I think that issue, that issue really stands out to me. That moment that was also, obviously, they had done so much with the Rocco and now the planet, and they had hinted at stuff going on with the Shi'ar and, and Hickman's X-Men issues, but this was when the book went cosmic, Yeah, and I was very excited to see them begin to expand 
sure. into into something bigger, and it, and it still is mm-hmm. to today. Like I mean, even the Marauders are going to space now. Right. Like that was the first step to making the X Men spacefaring again, right. but in, in a way that it had not been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess yeah. those are five. I have one more. Oh, you have one more? Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I already did my five, you actually. Five? Yeah, so, mm, so I have a couple of Do you have some honorable mentions I that do. you want to go through? I do as well. Yeah, I will. I'll just quickly Let's hit just my quick two. Through, yeah. And I should say these choices are probably because I've been making my way through Hickman's X-Men yeah. Omnibus. Um, the first is the entire uh, one-shot issue with Jean Grey and Emma, Emma Frost, Frost going into Storm. Storm. Um the art is just incredible being able to pull off an issue that's as moving as it is without any dialogue at all. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Grant Morrison yeah. for originating that new mm-hmm. X-Men. Yeah. But the Dodderman's art in that issue it's, is, I remember reading it the first time and you know, I, the good thing about starting so late was I was able to read so many issues in two weeks time. I read yeah a hundred issues of X-Men content in two weeks. <laughs> like two weeks, but yeah. this issue like stuck out. out. Just cool. the, the art is just so incredible. I can't I can't possibly say enough about it. My other moment is very small. It is from um, I think X-Men issue four. Uh, my my boy Apocalypse, uh, who I love so dearly, uh, along with Charles and Mags go to uh, to some the world summit. council. I yeah. have that on my honorable um, mentions too. I can't tell you how much I love the fact that they reference like we don't know what happened to cause the fall of the Bronze Age, and Apocalypse is like, well, you should care. You know, I know what ended it. It yeah. was me. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> So sick. And they're just casually, <laughs> they just, like, they move on from that. Not like they're sitting in front of a dude that just kind of ended a generation of... It just... I love it. Apocalypse just setting it out on the table. Me. I love it. That that issue is one of my favorites. Um, that was on here. And that was... I, I did not put that in my thing because I couldn't think of a pure moment like mm-hmm. he did. I just like, that issue's great. Because while that's going on, you have Scott and Gorgon mm-hmm. fighting off everyone down below. Yeah. And just like, we know you tried to assassinate us while we were here. Yeah. Don't try it again. We're here to stay. Um, I, you're gonna hate this and not be surprised. A lot of my honorable mentions are just X-Men issues. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so the World Council, um, I think it's issue five with Nightcrawler and religion and introducing the idea of the crucible for the first right. time. Yeah. I read that issue so many times mm-hmm. when that came out. I think that's when this whole era really started to feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, the combination of the world summit followed by this one. Yeah. That was where I'm like, Oh yeah, this is continuing pox pox. This yeah. is continuing. We're changing the rules. Um, the vault issues, oh, yeah. Laura and, and sink and Darwin going in, mm-hmm. um, Nimrod's birth, was yeah. very exciting. Um, Magneto's war rampage. Um, <laughs> that those those issues are there for X Men. Um, uh, Ten of Swords. I think this is issue twelve, maybe. Uh, I think it was called Stasis, where the champions are assembled for dinner. No, right before dinner, where they're assembled for the first time, where it's okay. basically all of the sword bearers of Araco right. and Krakoa yeah, yeah, assembled yeah. and. 
ready to go to battle. Mm-hmm. That was that was a very cool issue for me. That yeah. was that was pure hype train by that point. Um, X Force uh, Beasts Prisoner March of Colossus mm. was that was a jaw dropping moment for me of like they're they're doing it. Yeah. They are a lot of people I know have not been happy with <laughs> with Beasts decline into dictator cia (laughs) director i have loved it and Mm. that was the moment where i'm like oh wait flipping back through pages and seeing his subtle decline into pure monster has been exciting yeah um and then on a more sentimental note uh i know the cable series by uh, Duggan and Noto did not do it for everyone. It did it for me. I loved it. And issue so twelve, much. Cable's Goodbye, mm-hmm. was I I thought was extremely heartfelt and a great way to wrap up. I think a really I think a series that's going to end up aging really well. Yeah. I think people are going to look back at that run of Cable and be sad that they passed on it or mid or just like kind of dissed it for it being this this weird team cable experiment right i remember as i was flipping through you know just this massive box of books that i needed to tackle and when a cable issue would show up i remember starting it like okay you know i'll see what this is and then i remember about halfway through just being like really captivated with it and then blown away by how it wraps um Completely yeah, agree. Super, super excited to reread that. The hardcover should come in in about a week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're not all on, on your pre-orders. I'm not on my pre-orders. Yeah. I think we switched on our yeah. on our pre-order game. Yeah, I think we did. Um, well, well, a lot of the um, a lot of the books that are coming out right now have been really promising. So hopefully, we do another one of these lists. Yeah. And, six months time and we've got a we've got lot a whole of new, new moments to new top in. five i agree but um, uh yeah it's really fun to revisit some of the some of the favorite moments from the last couple of years yeah. of books yeah well thank you for this challenge riley yeah, um our short fun. our short episode is still clocking in at about half an hour <laughs> um but we are excited uh read comics we have a lot of uh fun we think fun uh podcasts coming out soon uh, some conversations about uh, X-Men Red, about Marauders, about uh, Immortal X-Men, and hopefully attacking some omnibuses. Omnibuy? Omnibust? Soon. One of those, probably. <laughs> so, uh, stay tuned. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to Immortal X-Friends. Do you have a really good closeout for us? Tune in for our next episode, in which we talk about why Hawks Pox is vastly overrated. Wow, that issue will not be airing, so I we will see you next time. Read comics, thanks! <laughs>